Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. All right, everyone. We are back for part two with Dr. Paul Jenkins. We didn't have enough to say on the last one. (laughs) We had so many amazing things to say. If you've missed it and you're just hearing this episode, feel free to go back after you listen to this. Not required, but Mm -hmm. will make a lot more sense if you listen to part one first, of course. Yes. However, uh, wanted to tell you a fun fact about Dr. Paul that we didn't mention on the first episode, which is he is famous on YouTube. He has famous among my followers. (laughs) Put it that way. He has you're up to 350,000 followers now. Is that correct? 354. 354 as of yesterday. yesterday. Congratulations. Thank you. You have a really beautiful award in your office from YouTube. Silver play button. Oh, yeah. so nice. Gold is next. Gold is next. What do you have to be? You to... have to have a million subscribers. Oh, that. you're you're going to get there. Yeah, we're, we're over a third of the way. It's so exciting. Yeah. I love fun, it. Huh? Yes. So if you're not following him there yet, go check him out because if you are loving this, which how could you not love this? You're going to love his YouTube channel even more. And you can follow him on Instagram too. I mean, I tag yeah. you. Social media. <laughs> we're there. There's all the places. So yeah. uh, so we were having a little side conversation before the first episode mm. and in between this episode about haters in the comment section. Yeah. If any of you have had those before, which as a network marketer, we've all had the hater comments. You will. People are, uh, people, my favorite ones are uh, the judgy ones mm-hmm. where they want to tell you about your pyramid scheme that you're in right? and how horrible of a person you are because you're stealing money from your friends. And it used to really upset me. Now I'm like, oh, so like Target and Walmart, strangers stealing your money. Is that what this <laughs> is? Okay, perfect. <laughs> well, here's, here's what I've noticed about influencers and leaders when you come out of anonymity, and you have to if you want to have a successful business. Yes. When you step out of your anonymity into the into this public eye, there will be haters and there will be lovers. That's how you know you're doing it right. Exactly. If you're not ticking somebody off. You're not doing it right. You're not marketing enough. No. We have to put ourselves out there. And <clears throat> especially in the network marketing sphere, oh my gosh, like we are just... Naked yeah. on the street. So can I tell you a funny story? <laughs> yes. Tell me a funny story. Let me grab a drink too. I need to stay hydrated. <laughs> um, do you remember Wayne Dyer? No. <laughs> Such an inspiring man who, who was very prolific in his writing and his philosophies. And I just, I love the way this man thinks. And he just passed away a few years ago. But he was talking about this, how when you when you step out of anonymity, Uh, you will have people who will oppose you, who will not like you. Be ready for that. In fact, he said you should work to become independent of the good opinion of others. And I love that. I've done a lot of thought time on that. But he shared that his practice uh, for the haters, and he he lived in an era where they would send him actual mail, hate hate mail. mail. 
like yeah. in like to his like you get a letter. home address. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and so, and he would get these on a regular basis. Yeah. And so he made up a response and he mimeographed it. Like he would mail it back to them. Do you remember um, the old mimeograph machines? You get this paper. No, it's purple. I'm sorry. You're too young. I'm sorry. It's it was before copy machines. Okay. And okay. You would crank this machine, and it would. I remember. These I, for you. My dad was a realtor, and uh-huh. so he would take us to the office. Oh. Which meant three hours of extreme boredom. There were yeah. no televisions, no smartphones, no tablets. Like I'm born in 1982. Yeah. Right. So I'm young, but I'm not that young. <laughs> so we used to, right. you know, of course we were like Xeroxing our butt and our hand <laughs> and our face. And yeah. then he would come in and get all mad at us. And I'm like, what did you expect us to be doing in here? Well, this was even before So this that. is before that. You couldn't have mimeographed your face. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Or other body parts. Okay. Okay. But but that was the technology. And we had our clothes on for the record. We would just sit on top of the copy machine. And then I'd have my stepsister or stepbrother like hit the button and then it'd come out. And And then well, he had mimeographed his response. And so it was obviously an an impersonal copy of something. And it says. Dear and then blank, and he would write in their name. Uh-huh. Perfect. <laughs> I am sitting here in the smallest room in my house. Now, you know what room that is. Yes. With your letter before me. <laughs> it will soon be behind me. <laughs> Sincerely, Wayne. <laughs> this that is beautiful? so funny. <laughs> and you guys, please, for those of you that missed the joke, he was in the bathroom. Ah. Uh. So he's going to wipe his bum the with their letter. Room in the house. That was yeah, amazing. Choice. Yes. Love yeah. that. Love that. So just keep that in mind the next time somebody like, you know, your mother-in-law or Becky from eighth grade criticizes your, your, whatever you're selling on Facebook right. for your pyramid scheme. Yep. This is uh, what is their opinion worth to you? <laughs> I used to get in like arguments with them and defend myself. I'd be like, well, just so you know. Pyramid schemes are illegal. They offer no product or service. A network marketing company or multi-level <laughs> company where it is offering a product or service. So leave me alone. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, that's a funny comment. Next. <laughs> I don't know if you can do Wayne's approach with a digital piece of mail i'm not know. sure that that would go over well you might get in facebook jail for that eventually but anyway have fun with the thought yes love it anything else you want to add before we hop into our elephant well talk? as you mentioned the elephant i i think the thing that i want to emphasize remember last in our last episode we talked about the model yes that i've developed on positivity creation evaluation what it is it's a visual model if you want the visual just go to drpauljenkins.com forward slash emily and you can get a copy of that visual what we do with this matters this is i call this the operating instructions for the equipment the brain your own mind yeah yes and until you understand how to operate it you are subject to your programming. Now, your brain is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It has two main jobs to keep you safe and to prove you right. Now, you know the book, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. 
Actually, I did an episode about that. Not the book, but the same topic. The same topic, yeah. right? It's that programming. This is one that a lot of us as network marketers read. When we first join, they're like, you gotcha. need to go read this yeah. book, which was like, uh, you know, that one. And then a yeah. couple of other ones that everybody always recommends. But this is understanding this model is essential to your success. Because until you become aware of the processes that are going on in your own mind, mm -hmm. you will simply default to your programming. Every time. Yes. And it's not bad. It's just what the brain does. There you go. Being human again. Now, when I, when I say programming, I'm talking like language. Okay. 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 Emily, you and I. Like words that you say in your head. We were programmed to speak English. Yeah. By people we who didn't give us a choice. How rude of them. I know, right? <laughs> you didn't get to pick your language. I can't believe it. Just people programmed you and they didn't even. They didn't even ask me. They didn't ask. Hmm. And notice how strong that programming is. Do you speak a second language? No, my kids are fluent in German because at their elementary school, when they go into first grade, they okay. learn it. They learn that language. In fact, Dean, my baby, who's you mm -hmm. know going to be seven this year, is going into wow. first grade in the fall. Yeah. And he was saying the funniest thing last week because his siblings have all gone through the German program, right? So mm -hmm. he's in kindergarten going into first grade and he was explaining it to someone else. Like there was like a grown up with us or something. And I hear yeah. this conversation and he goes, yeah, I'm going into first grade next year. And the, you know, the adult goes, oh, mm -hmm. really? What do you think about it? He goes, well, I'm not sure if they're going to speak my language, but I'm pretty excited because <laughs> <laughs> his, his siblings are like, yeah. you know, you're going to learn German. They're going to speak German. Right. And he knows he doesn't know what that is, but he also knows like, I guess we're going to go and they not, might not speak my language, but yeah. let's go. Now, Emily, you could learn German. I, I could. What's that? What's that really catchy, like successful language program? Rosetta Stone? Rosetta Stone. That's the famous one, right? Babel or... I haven't heard of that different. one. You could learn German. What it's, would it take? It feels like I can't. Interesting. <laughs> now, your kids have proven otherwise. <laughs> but they and were younger. I'm 39. Millions of German people have proven otherwise. And we have, like, within our religion... We send missionaries out Emily, and I'm they fluent. learn the language. I'm fluent in Finnish. <laughs> how random and is that? How old were you when you learned it? Were you 18, 19? 19? Yes. And Sean is fluent in Spanish. So here's the point. I you know can learn possible. another language. And there are two essential elements. They're both important. Choice and repetition. Hmm. Okay. Because the choice isn't enough. You can learn another yes. language, okay? And it requires a choice. You had to actually enroll your kids in the program. Right. Right? Oh, yeah. By choice. And everyone telling me I shouldn't be doing it, by the way. Well, everyone except the people who thought should. Right. And who are you going to listen to? Me. So the choice is essential but not sufficient because once you make the choice, now you've got to reprogram your brain. It's just like learning how to do network marketing. Are you guys realizing this? <laughs> or it has its own language. Being positive or changing the way you show up in your relationships or the way that you parent your children. Yeah. You can learn a new language. It requires a choice and then it requires a whole lot of practice. Repetition. Your brain is going to default to the programming. And even though I'm fluent in Finnish, 
English is still a whole lot easier for me. And I, I just default to that. Do you feel like, like from like speaking of it from like a prefrontal or a lower brain? Cause I use that language a lot here on the podcast. Yeah. You have to use your prefrontal to speak Finnish, but your lower brain has English in it. Is that a, a way that we could describe if- it? If, if I were to go with that description, I would say that the lower brain that you're referring to is your programming. Yeah. Okay. Whatever is already programmed in, and that becomes very, very powerful. Got it. Which leads us to elephants. Oh, let's talk about them. Okay. I have been wanting to I have this conversation this. for so long with you. Do you remember, Emily? Because you were on my podcast yes. not too long ago. We had a great conversation. Tell them I the just, name of your podcast. It's called Live on Purpose Radio. And I interview Go subscribe. inspiring, powerful people like Emily Gibson. I am on an amazing list when you yes. say it that way. That's so generous. Thank you. I've had some real superstars on my show. You have. Yeah. Frank Abagnale. Amazing. If you remember, catch me if you can. Yes. I interviewed that guy. You, I think you have the most incredible list of acquaintances. Yeah. I call it my human treasury. Oh, I love that. And it's more valuable than money. I call it my network. Oh, do you? And it's made me a lot of money. (laughs) It's more valuable than money. (laughs) It is. Because you can extract money from it. Right. And it's not that you're taking it from anyone. Right. It's that the the relationships create the kind of energy that generates value for other people. It's always the value you've put in. That, or it's yeah. always it's always what you've put in that provides value for yeah. others that creates money, right? Like well, money is so easy. Even like our conversation here today, our conversation. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Okay, whoever's listening. How did they not? But here's the thing: it's going to make me money. It's going to make you money, right? Eventually. How cool is that? And we're just having fun. It's the best. I love having conversations with you. It's, it's so it's those conversations, and we don't even know each other except. That we joined the same mastermind group with Jody Moore, who's also amazing. And now she's in our human treasury. And it's awesome. You could get me going on that. I love it. Remember I asked you, Emily, I I said. I love that description, human treasury. Human treasury. It's so good. It's rich. New vocabulary. Check. If you think you need money, check again. Go to your human treasury. That's where all of the wealth is. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's awesome. True wealth is debt freedom. That's what my dad taught me. But you would say true wealth is human treasure. I I would say true wealth is when you love your life. Yeah. Which is, I mean, what else do you want? It's a gift. And the money follows. I've got a model that I call happy-nomics. Probably a whole different episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do that sometime. Okay, perfect. uh, They are all correlated, okay? And it starts with your thinking And that's what drives your relationships and how you show up in those relationships. Mm -hmm. And that's where the the wealth is generated. So it's really cool. But do you remember I asked you, hey, Emily, you know how elephants are restrained, right? And And I said, huh? What do you mean? What are you talking about? I'm picturing Dumbo. Closure at a zoo. Yeah. If If you look at the, and you can go Google this. Elephants are typically restrained by a little chain around their ankle. Do mm-hmm. elephants have ankles? Yeah. A it's chain. like around their leg, the bottom of their leg. Yeah. And you'll find pictures of this. They've got this little chain. It's like a bracelet, I guess. And they attach that chain to a cable or another chain. And it's staked to the ground. A okay, stake, so everyone. A stake. Do the math. A stake. Like Two just ton animal. Let this sink in for a minute. 
little bitty steak. Because I've never thought about this before, not ever. And I can't believe I've never thought of it before. Because well, it's how many of us, think about it. like, like how many of this, he's going to explain this for those of you that are like, I still don't get it. Um, because sometimes that's, that's usually me in the room. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to need you to explain Wait, the bathroom joke yeah, about wiping it from behind. Bathroom. Like, can you explain the joke to me? Sean's always like, you never get the joke. I'm like, I know. And if I was good at getting the <laughs> joke, I probably wouldn't be good at network marketing. So we can only be good at, we can only, like, because I'm so good at this Emily, thing. you've got your skill set. <laughs> Okay. I have my skill set. Okay, set. I'll stick to my skill set. And so anyway, um, like I see this a lot in my coaching community, right? Like some of mm-hmm. you are inside of my coaching community beyond the rank. Some of you are not part of that paid community and you listen here on the podcast or you follow me on Instagram or you go to my mm-hmm. Emily Gibson coaching Instagram or you're on my email list. If you're not on my email list, by the then way, why not? go to my website, emilygibsoncoaching.com and I'll send you my free podcast roadmap that'll give you a cheat sheet to finding all the best episodes, the most popular episodes and topics here that we discuss. The really good ones. The really good ones. So uh, anyway, uh, wherever you, you are, wherever you tune into me, right. I, I work with clients where they tell me, you know, I just, I, I don't think I'm ever going to be wealthy, right? They get trapped in this poverty cycle of thinking they don't deserve money or money's going to be bad or mm-hmm. they're never going to hit the top of their company. They don't have a big enough network or whatever it is, right? And I instantly, when you told me about the elephant, it was like my brain went. Phew. Well, let's uh, let's flesh it out. Okay. okay? Two ton animal, little bitty steak. Little bitty steak. Doesn't make sense, right? But that elephant is confined there. A domesticated elephant. Okay? Not one in the wild. And, and an this elephant is, in captivity. Is... Now that's important. Yeah. Because the way these elephants are trained and the way they keep them in captivity is that they restrain the animal when it's younger. Okay. Elephants are very intelligent. And they restrain them by securing their leg to something that is immovable for the baby elephant. And it might be a stake or it might be a pole or it might be a wall or whatever. But when their leg is chained to that and they try to escape and they learn very quickly that they can't and elephants never forget, apparently, Mm, apparently, right? Because then their programming becomes, oh, I get it. When my leg is tied up, I can't move. Mm -hmm. And they stop trying because of their belief. Now, when they grow up, they could easily rip up the stake. In fact, if you try to restrain a wild elephant this way, it's not going to stand for that. Nope. As it rips up the stake and tramples you in the process. Right. You're dead. You're gone. And it is Because it doesn't have the programming that these elephants in captivity have. Right. Right. In fact, I, I learned this. Uh, a couple of years ago, they can even train the elephant to grab the stake with that powerful trunk and pull it up out of the ground and move it somewhere else where the t- trainer drives it into the ground. And now he's stuck over there. This is the part that really resonated with me because yeah. we are all in this way, so similar to a trained animal, right? Right. And it limits our success. It's right. why some of us believe that we can make as much money as we want to make 
millions and millions of dollars. And others of us believe that we can only make this much money, right? right? Like, for example, we believe as coaches, right? You're a certified Mm -hmm. coach. I'm a certified coach. You're a psychologist, among other things. Oh, Mm -hmm. and a published author. Tell them the name of your book. And a YouTuber. A YouTuber. My book is Pathological Positivity. And the one I think you're referring yes, to. Yes, that's the one that I'm reading. And then there's a little one called Portable Positivity. I have that one as well, but mm-hmm. I carry that one in my backpack always. And I just pull it out, yeah. you know, from time to time or whatever. He gave it to me <laughs> when we were that's when awesome. we were first in our mastermind. Yeah. Anyway, um, so for me, it was just this, this very eye-opening moment where I thought I can identify times in my life where I have been the elephant, mm-hmm. removing the stake from the ground walking somewhere new and putting the stake back in the ground. And that metacognition word mm-hmm. that you talk about, where we think about our thinking own thinking, thinking, right. Is, is this idea, like, as you're listening to this podcast right now, identify the times in your life when you are that elephant that's removing the stake mm-hmm. and putting it somewhere else. Like you can probably think of times, maybe it's something that you're doing right now. I can think of recent examples where I've done that. I can think of examples in my childhood. I can think of examples in high school and college, right? Mm -hmm. In my marriage, when I was very first married and learning how to be married and and go to school and graduate and all these things, right? I, Mm -hmm. I think of it as like behaving the way people want me to behave or expect me to behave. Mm-hmm. And then I can also think of times, especially in the last year, as I've really made a lot of changes within myself, uh, going through coach certification mm-hmm. and starting my own practice and things like that. And really doing the work on myself with the model so that yeah. I can process my emotions, figure out what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. And then like my reasons for it, Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And in that process of really being honest with myself and raising my level of integrity with myself, Mm -hmm. it's almost like I've taken that shackle off in some ways in some parts of my life. Right. Which is also a little freaky because there's a sense of security that comes from the limits and believing in those limits. Yeah. Which, you know, and I've had this conversation with many of my clients um, about security because people think that they want security. Right. Why do you want more money? So I can feel safe is usually what people tell me. Safe, secure. I believe, I mean, here we are in Draper, Utah. Yeah. There's a facility right across the freeway from here. Yeah. That includes a maximum security housing. Right. You want to live there? No. The prison. He's talking about the prison. Maximum security, yeah. folks. What? Where are you if you've achieved maximum security? Right. Security and freedom are probably on opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And freedom isn't free. So when you, when you lose the shackles, mm-hmm. when we take that chain off and you realize, wait a minute. The limits that I used to believe in are just imaginary. It's all made up. It it's liberating and terrifying. it's a little terrifying. <laughs> also terrifying. Because now we're now we're into choice. You know, it's so convenient. Like in a in a multi-level marketing company in direct sales, it is so convenient to say, oh, 
well, there's something special about Emily. Mm-hmm. You know, she, oh, she's so lucky. Or she, there's something about her that I just don't have, you know, mm-hmm. and you can just, you can blame your circumstances. But when, when that shackle comes off and you realize it's possible for you to, mm-hmm. well, now you carry the burden of responsibility too. Now you got pony up. Now you get to own your choice. If you're, if you're succeeding, it's because you chose that. Amen. If you're failing, uh, it's because you chose that. That's the other end of the stick that's hard to swallow. If we, until we see it as a choice, it's not. And that's why it's so important to realize how we limit our, our own progress or happiness or success or whatever we want to label it. We, we limit that with our own thinking. That elephant is not truly restrained, just believes it is. And there's no difference at that point. If you believe that you are stuck, just like the elephant, you truly are stuck. Right. If you think it, it's going to show up in your result line. There's no way around it. You're going to create it, right? Like, look at when you go Man, back, when you go back to this, right? When you go back to your model of creation yeah. and evaluation, right? Right. If you are thinking this is what it is, I'm stuck. I can't do this. I'm never going to be successful at this business. What are you going to create? It's like you're giving you're your mind that. the marching orders. Yeah. Okay. And when you say, oh, I'm never going to create this, your mind is like, aye, aye, Captain. Sounds good. I can make that happen for I'm you. On board, <laughs> right? And we wouldn't ever instruct our mind to do that, but it's exactly what we do with our beliefs. What would you say to someone who has been doing this business for a while? Mm-hmm. Like they've been in network marketing for several years. They've been mm-hmm. doing all the things that their upline has told them to do. You know, they're they're showing up to the calls. They're sending the messages. They're posting. They're reaching out, and they're not making any progress. Other than joining my coaching program. Well, when you said they're doing everything that their upline had asked them to do, really? Are they? Let's say they are. Are they doing it within their level of comfort or convenience? Okay. Say a little bit more about that. Um, You need to get some private coaching, for example. What if your upline says that to you? And you're like, well, I can't afford it right now Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I I am finding more and more, Emily, that my level of success is directly tied to what I'm willing to do. Yeah, and invest. To stretch and to invest. Yeah. My time, my money, usually both. Yes, agree. Are you willing to pay the cost? The more money that I have invested into myself in the last year, Mm -hmm. the more money I have made there's some kind of natural eternal law that's happening here. Yeah. If you, if you want to succeed at a certain level, are you ready to play at that level? Right. And there's a ticket for entrance. Yeah. You pay the fee at the door. Yep. And once you get in there, you're like, Oh, this is totally worth it. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) I, I agree. Also, there's like a lot of pain and stretching in that process too. There's more than you want, but not as much as you fear. Right. Because we imagine up all this, oh, I could never handle that. Really? You could totally handle it. Yeah. You don't know that you can handle it until you pull up the stake. Right. And And then what? So there's this, and your question was, what would I say? (laughs) 
I'm, I'm looking at your book here, Do It Anyway. Mm-hmm. And the, it reminds me of the title of another book by Dr. Susan Jeffers, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. And that's what I would say. Feel the fear, which comes from your programming. It's not your fault. Right. Your brain thinks Start you're going to gonna die. It's like danger, danger, right. negative emotion. We shouldn't be here. Your brain wants to keep you safe and prove you right. And both of those are going to get in your way. Right. So feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. And, and be humble enough to trust those who know. This, this reminds me of a powerful experience I had with a firewalk. Hmm. Have you ever done that? No. Your face tells me no. You've done it? Burning coals. You did it? Bare feet. What? Notice what your brain is doing with that, Emily. It's Pain. the same thing my brain was doing. Pain. It was like, you can't walk on burning coals. Are you kidding me? That is some kind of mystical hoo-hoo thing. Yes. That, no. I, I'll, I'll watch. Where? Where did you I'll do watch. it? About 15 miles from here. What? So I need more information. Well, here's what my brain was doing. You can't walk on burning coals. That'll burn your feet. Obviously. You're thinking the same thing. I mean, I get a monthly pedicure. Do you? No. So I feel like you maybe have some calluses that prevented this. You think my flesh is somehow different from yours. Yeah. My brain is really, really looking. Yeah. I was doing the same thing. And my friend Cam Mosier, who... Uh, facilitated this course that I went to. Uh-huh. He said, Paul, you can walk on burning coals and your feet remain in perfect condition. And my brain is going, like heck, that's a bunch of crap. That's a bunch of hoo-hoo. How many times had I walked on coals at that point? Zero. I was kind of proud of that number. <laughs> okay. Somehow I'm wiser than those guys. <laughs> How many times had my friend Cam walked on burning coals at that point. Sounds like frequently. Hundreds. Mm. He had taken 20,000 people through his course. His his website was iwalkedonfire.com. Okay. I mean, so okay, who's right? okay, okay, okay. See, but our brain wants to prove us right. But see, this is so fascinating to me because this is the power of your mind. This is the power exactly. of thought coaching. Because even last month when I was getting Sean's team to the next rank in our company, right? He hit the second highest rank of the company last Mm -hmm. month. And I was working with my coach Mm -hmm. and I said to her, I can't get his team to rank up this month and take six days off at the end of the month to go to Portugal and not work. Mm. And she was like, okay, don't do it. And I was like, I'm not going to. She's like, perfect. Great. What are we going to talk about next? And I spent two weeks arguing with myself can't be done. Can't be done. Can't be done. And on like day 12, 13, I was like, crap, but I want to do it. And so I went back to her and I was like, okay, problem. You got to give a different instruction to I, the brain. I, I, I need, I, I want to do it. And also I want to not work the last week. And she was like, like okay, <laughs> great. Yeah. She's like, Pick so if it were possible to mm-hmm. hit the rank and take six days off, and not work. Mm-hmm. How would it be done? And that's when my brain went into creation mode. Your brain is like, I, I can't. I was like, yeah. And it wasn't like it could be done because I was arguing with the fact of that the whole time. Yeah. But it was the if it could be done, what would my next would step be? Yeah. Not even all the ways, 
What no. would my next step be? Right. Yeah. And think about this, like yeah. as, as you listening to this, as you're thinking, okay, I, I recognize maybe I have a shackle around my ankle and I just keep picking up the stake and moving it from one place in the yard to the next, yeah. not progressing to where I want to be in my business or my life or whatever, in my relationships, whatever right. it might be, right. your finances, whatever you're, you're doing with this. And you're thinking, okay, well now what, right? Well, maybe step one is just taking the stake out mm-hmm. and just looking at it and being like, interesting that I've had this in the ground for so long. When you see it, it will blow your mind. I'm standing in front of burning coals in bare feet. And my mind is like, Can't no, done. no Can't way. Done. I've already seen other people do it. I could tell you the whole story, but without burdening you with that, when I got to the other side, the first thing that went through my mind, what else? I had ripped up the stake and I'm staring at it. And it's like, what else do I know for sure that I'm dead wrong about? Yep. Because I knew I was right about fire. I was a boy scout. Obviously. I destroyed stuff before. Obviously. (laughs) And it turns out that even though I knew I was right, I was dead wrong about that. Cam was right. You can walk on burning coals in your bare feet and your feet remain in perfect condition. How long is this course? What the heck? How long is this course? The, what course? The, the one the, that, the, that ended in the fire walk? walk? Yeah. That part Is was, there like a training involved That part in was this? just an afternoon. You just show up and he's like, this is how it's you not, do it. Emily, it's not a mind over matter. See, my belief, if you can walk on that fire, you have to do something that only probably seasoned yogis in India could ever pull off. Yes. Where you have to get your mind to make your feet fireproof. But that's not what happened. No, there are natural principles that make his statement true. You just walked across it without any training. I'm enough of a fire or as a science geek to have thought this through a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I I think I've made sense out of it from a scientific standpoint. Hmm. I don't need to burden you with that either. The, The truth is you can do it. And I wouldn't recommend you go do it in your backyard because there are certain parameters that you need to make sure are okay. in place. In well, this is the thing. Like, you're going to give me his number. I'm going to check this out. This well, sounds really fun could you do and it intriguing. Too? Yes. Yes, you could. I think I could. And, and I don't even know if I would necessarily have believed you even 30 days ago. And here's why. Interesting. Because in my profession as a network marketer, yeah. right, I only know until recently, one way to hit the top of the company. And it's in extreme hmm. burnout. Interesting. Doesn't and, sound fun. and I are, no, never want to do it again, <laughs> which is why I resisted getting Sean's team past the level where he this was at. We talked about right? on my show. Yes. Yeah. And then I decided that maybe I could do it a different way. Maybe I could be the example of how it could be done without burnout with more success. Yes. With even better results. Interesting. And I am blowing my own mind right now doing that. Yeah. And so doing that last month, getting Sean's team to that next level, the second highest rank in the company Mm -hmm. and not like you're looking at me right now. Do I appear to be in burnout? You seem better than when I met you. (laughs) I seem great, right? Like 
Um, yeah. yeah. So he met me back in October and I was definitely struggling. With some things. I yeah. was struggling. And then in February, I was a little bit off kilter too, because I noticed I had leaned in some of those bad, those old bad habits mm-hmm. course corrected, and then decided I was going to prove to myself that I could do it in a different way. Yeah. And I think as we decide that, like, I feel like that was me, like taking out the steak and instead of moving it and putting it back down, I was like, we're not going to put it back down again. Right. And so if you're listening to this, what I hope that you're hearing is that there are limitless ways to blow your own mind. Yeah. And in challenging what you believe, And be patient with yourself. Even after I crossed the fire, I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) I just finished it. And still, I had to go back and walk it two more times. You did it again? I walked it three three times times that night. Wow. My feet were black. But not burned. And it all washed off. Not burned. No. Do you have video? Of that? Yeah. No. What? They didn't let us take video. When was it? Oh, this was years ago. This well, now I don't want to do it. Ago. If I'm not allowed to do video, I don't want to do it. I'm sure you can find some on YouTube. No, I want my video of me doing oh, what, it. Well, maybe you can arrange that to happen. I can't believe you don't have video of this. I don't have video. I do have. Um, was your family I there? saved some coals from the fire. Where Are they in your office? I didn't see it. They're them. in my office. You didn't show me. I'll show you next time. You should have pointed that out. Yeah. And even that, I mean, we, they had these little jars for us to collect the coals because they knew we'd want a little memorial. Right. And so I get my jar and I, I bend down to pick up some coals and Kim stops me. He's like, Paul, stop. Those are burning coals. Your- <laughs> Use the tongs. Stop. I'm like, I just walked on him. He says, I know, but you can't pick them up. They'll burn the crap out of your fingers. What? <laughs> Stop it. The human mind is so awesome. The human mind is a powerful place. Yeah. And have we convinced you? You're totally missing out if you are just picking the steak up and putting it back in the ground, you guys. I hope that you've learned something amazing today. I don't know how you couldn't have. You're probably going to need to listen to this episode and part (laughs) one at least another time and tell them again where they can go to get your The model, Dr. Paul Jenkins, spelled with a dr, dr. drpauljenkins.com forward slash Emily, spelled however she does. E-M-I-L-Y. It's pretty easy. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll see you right back here next time. Bye now. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges. We can work on goals and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.